Thursday morning, JM and the AM. Speaking of a connection to our brothers and sisters, somebody who needs no introduction to this audience, our good friend Joey Bodner from Teaneck, New Jersey, who, of course, is from a main event caterers. And, of course, you could say as well, whenever there is a situation in Israel that warrants a visit, that warrants some comfort, that warrants some action for our brothers and sisters, Joey figures out a way to get to Israel as soon as possible and act in such a manner. Joey Bodner, live from Israel. Welcome back to JM in the AM. Hi, Nachum. How are you? Baruch Hashem. I just noticed on Facebook that uh, you made sure to take... You're a real caterer. You made sure to take care of lunch for all the Israeli soldiers. Actually, it was dinner dinner last night. We were having lunch, and we had come from an army base, so we went to have lunch, and we uh, stopped into the... Uh, wonderful sweet town of Stay Road on our way back from the army base close to the border. And, uh, we went to pizza and to falafel. We split them two groups. And I remembered the pizza store from Cast Lead was giving out free pizzas and, uh, to Chayalim and there was Java Ryan had to put it on Facebook and a bunch of other people were sending and calling up with their credit cards and just giving money and then Chayal applied them and send them, send them to the base, et cetera. So we had gone there two weeks after that with our presidency and a couple other people at TNEC, and we did the same, and then I went back now. And he goes, to him, I remember some lady, teenage just that, whatever. And then he recognized me, and we showed him the picture from when we had previously been there. We took pictures again, and he said he has an order tonight for 270 Chayalim. Wow. Within five minutes, we raised the money, and we uh, covered it. Unbelievable. Call it Kavod. And you've been doing this all week, different things that have been happening. Uh, you've spent time with the soldiers. What, what can you tell us? What's it like? What are they, what are they telling you? Uh, the whole, you know, experience is amazing from every aspect of it. You know, it goes the whole gamut. First, obviously, we're the soldiers on the front lines. They're going into Gaza. Some of them are in there for three weeks and haven't come out. Some go in for a week, come out, go back in. Others have been injured and got better and went back in. Um, somebody personally, one of my son's friends, was injured and been out, uh, recuperated in the hospital a couple of days, recuperated in the house a couple of days, and went back down and went back in yesterday. Oh my gosh. Um, and he was just begging to get back in. Uh, just so dedicated to protect Eric Israel. And as I, the last post I sent you, I don't know if you saw the last one that went up, we played a shiver call this morning to a family of a chayal that was unfortunately killed two days ago. And the Chayal uh, family and friends that were there could not believe that two buses of people came from America just so they could be Menachem Balvel, Vakachola, and give physics to the Chayalim and to the people living in Israel. And the credit really goes and starts with Rabbi Golden from our store in England who started the idea of figuring to get four or five of his Giborim, his Chazakim, will come with him and they'll go and they'll get this small group and do what has to be done. And then Rory Zatzantinik spoke about it in our show the reassurance. And before he turned around, uh, they were begging to get a second bus, and they contacted Amuna, and Amuna helped put together. And we had two bus loads. Um, we were 80 strong, uh, going from community to community, from base to base. Areas where we should have been probably, probably wasn't safe, probably wasn't appropriate, closed military zones. But the soldiers that we got there, bringing them, you know, chizik beyond chizik. Some of them thinking that all Americans don't uh, support them and to realize that people left America came in to support them. 
We brought letters and drawings from kids. You had to see these chayelim. You're talking about soldiers. You're talking about serious soldiers that are going to Gaza. Golani, officers, taking this, taping it to the outside of their tanks. There's one tank that's completely covered with letters. And that's what they're going to go in to do this, uh, what I call protection of Eric Israel. Unbelievable. Joey Bodner with us from Israel, uh, part of a mission that picked up here from the United States and is uh, doing whatever possible for these soldiers. Uh, is there a um, is there anything that uh, that you that you could recommend to us? Are there organizations that you come across or uh, different funds and things that you've posted so already? One, one thing I'll tell you, everybody, you know, everybody means well, and at times like this, everybody's popping up all over the place. Uh, the most important thing is to find out and legitimize whatever you're getting involved in. A lot of good things going on, whether it be Packages for soldiers, but I'll just give you an example of one. I was with a guy yesterday from Shavit Hebron. He gets a phone call from somebody in America who says, I got a call from somebody that this good dude needs socks. And they have these special dry fit socks and dry fit fits and stuff that he can wear for two weeks, three weeks at a time. So he says, that's impossible. I can't imagine. I know that good dude very well. He picks up the phone. He calls the guy. The guy running that good dude says, I have enough socks. I can sell socks. <laughs> So it would have been a shame for, you know, funds to be directed, in, you know, inappropriately. In he told them what he needed, and he told that guy, this is what they do need. Um, one, I'll tell you the range of things you can't imagine, from 200 knapsacks for them to go into to a place that needed a generator, and they needed tables, because they're literally out in the Shetach. And we went to places that they literally took a cabbage field and flattened the cabbage field. It was a shame. It was Israeli land. Cabbage field got destroyed to make a temporary base. But they go in with a bulldozer, they flatten the land, they come in, they pitch their tents, they pitch tents between tanks, and then they throw up a couple of tables, and all of a sudden you have a military base. And one of these places needed a generator, and they said they needed ten tables. That's the kind of stuff, because you're not prepared for it. All of a sudden you're setting up a camp here, then you're moving to here, then you set up camp in the next place. And it's just constant. And I understand this morning they called up more soldiers, uh, I think I heard that I'm another 16,000. Um, as you know, I've been on the phone with you for many a mission. Um, this is probably the most intense that I've ever been at. It's very different than I came, when I came with the Zafadas, very different than Cast Lead. Um, and the unity of Am Yisrael, of in Eric Israel, and how everybody feels um, supporting our Chayelim and protecting our country is something I've never seen before. Unbelievable. It's a, uh, you're seeing it firsthand. It's something that, uh, we continue to emphasize. It, it is remarkable what has happened over the last few weeks, and I hope that this unity and feeling of unity continues. Do you mind if people are in touch with you directly, uh, through Facebook? If, uh, no, absolutely not. Go to Facebook. I'll try to do more updates. I know that Rabbi, uh, Dr. Golden are both trying to write, uh, emails to their various shuls and those are being posted we can try to forward them to others. I literally I mean when Balenson Hospital, Soroka Hospital, Tel Shomer, um, right now we're in we're in Beersheva. We just had a briefing from the mayor of Beersheva and from the head of security. And now Yalon Farhi, who I'm sure you remember sure. you've seen many times in your I've spoken many times in had in your studio. Uh Yalon Farhi just walked in here Yellow is a colonel in the army and is part of the the southern uh, command. So he was locked up in meetings all day yesterday. 
in a base where he, you know, I spoke to him on the phone. He said, like, you can't come in here even. So he, we couldn't go in there. So he came down to Beresheva here to, from Tel Aviv to meet with us. Hmm, amazing. So I'm actually missing his speech. Uh, he'll give me a demerit for that, but uh, <laughs> I'll be happy I was talking to you. Let him know you're giving Chizuk to all of us and telling us how we can help. Uh, I think that the most amazing thing that I really felt this time, besides what I'm seeing differently, but what I'm feeling the people of Israel are feeling differently, is since it's spreading so far and spreading so, through so many people, and unfortunately we've lost so many boys and young men and men and uh, so many injuries that will, you know, people will live for many, many years. People's reaction to us were like, you're a tourist that happened to be here, so you're visiting us. And when they find out that two busloads of people picked up and left their families, left their husbands or left their wives and children and jobs and country for a week just to come here for Nechem Avelum, for Bikr Cholm, Chizik to the Stam person on the street and Chizik to the person in the army. It's an overwhelming feeling of strength. But hearing them, hearing that Valen speak about their kids and their family is literally giving us Chizik back. We come to give Chizik and it's amazing how they can turn around and give us Chizik. Ah, no question. And you've given us Chizik. Thank you, Joey Bodner, and uh, stay well and send regards to everybody. And uh, kolakavod latzahal, and pray for the peace and prosperity of the people of Israel. Thank you so much, Joe. Amen, amen, and thank you for everything that you do. Uh, you know, Joey Bodner just said something about people picking up and going to Israel and uh, dropping everything, wherever they may be in the diaspora, and going. I mentioned earlier that Rabbi Riskin uh, um, sent out an email with a few vignettes, a couple of which we've already read this morning about this war, and a couple of really amazing vignettes. In one of them, one we didn't read yet, in one of them he talks about arriving at Ben Gurion Airport a few days ago and seeing a group of 35 Olim who had just arrived in Israel. And they were dancing in uh, in the airport in the middle of these rockets and missiles as everything's going on, of course. And uh, they had just made Aliyah. So they asked Rabbi Riskin to say a few words, give them a blessing. So he writes, I told them how proud I was of them, how their very presence had been a blessing for me. One of them said that they all took heart from something they had read in one of my early columns. And it was, if Israel were merely Disneyland, then you only come if there is sun and peace. But if Israel is motherland, then when your mother needs you, that is especially when you must be there. And the spokesperson added, and for us, Israel is now homeland. You protect your homeland whenever necessary. You certainly don't stay away. This group that Rabbi, that this group that Joey Bodner just described, that's in Israel now, uh, comforting people who need comfort after the loss of one of the soldiers, one of their family members, or who need uh, who need comfort in the hospital, or who need pizza on the front lines, as you heard Joey describe. Uh, those people know that it's our homeland. There are people out there, I'll add, that unfortunately for them it's still a vacation land, and they know how to avoid it when the uh, when the going gets tough. But as Rabbi Riskin said, and as the spokesperson qu- spokesperson quoted him, for us Israel is now homeland, and there are some people who get that, and it's great to be associated with people who get that.